Welcome to Combo Keepers, where we talk about combo characters, their history, and their impact on our lives. I'm Lance, and I am very excited for this issue because I have two comic book publishers, two creators in the space. I have with me Mark Bernal, founder and creator of Lesser Known Comics, as well as Brandon Blocksdorf, creator of Apollo City Comics. Welcome in, fellas. Thanks for having us. Yeah, super excited. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, of course. I, I knew I was going to bring both of you on because we ended up meeting at San Diego Comic-Con earlier this year in 2023 through a, an interesting happenstance because I had a buddy that ran into Ray, who we had have, have had previously on the show to talk about his Wasteland Kickstarter that was through Lesser Known Comics, successfully funded, might I add, very well deserved because that comic is fantastic, but I wanted to to chat a little bit about you two in this space and what both of your publishers are are doing for indie creators in this community. Start with you, Mark. Lesser Known Comics started in 2020, but what what led to the creation of Lesser Known Comics? Like a lot of people um, during quarantine, you know, spending a lot of time reevaluating their life. It really started with Watchmen. That series came out on HBO. Like I was like oh, it's based on the comic and not the movie, so I'm going to reread the graphic novel. And then I was like, oh, I'm an adult now, and, like, comics are a lot cheaper than they were, like, last time I was trying to... Well, like, they're cheaper, but, like, you know, per purchasing, like, as an adult versus when I was a kid. So then right. I, like, started, like, you know, rereading everything. I'm, like, reading, you know, X-Men in, like, definitive reading order, like, everything, everything in timeline chronological, which is, a, my, like, my nerd quest right now. But then, yeah, I was like, I told my wife, I was like, hey, I think I should, could make like a comic book. And she was like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. It's quarantine, like do whatever. Like I'm, and um, so I started working with um, concept artists and my idea was I was going to pick one, you know, that was going to make the comic book with me and fell in love with all of them. And then, you know, now like I was like, oh, we're going to make three comic books. And as they posted stuff on social media, um, you know, great art, you know, attracts other great artists. So people started showing up and saying, hey, can you help me make a comic book as well? And I knew nothing about the space, nothing about how challenging uh, publishing was. And I was like, sure, no problem, right? Like, it's just like pile in the band, we're going on a road trip. Uh, I, I still work on books that I'm writing, um, but many of the folks that have contributed the books that I'm writing, you know, they're writers and, and, and creators in themselves that have their own books. Um, and they're putting stuff out uh, through Lesser Known Comics. And then folks that, yeah, 100% just, you know, coming to us with finished books that are just trying to use the Lesser Known Comics megaphone. I've been kind of blown away by, I didn't expect it to grow this fast. You know, when I met Brandon, you know, I even told him, I was like, hey, you know, be careful. This thing's going to get away from you. Like, because uh, Brandon, <laughs> you know, he'll tell you all about the origins of Apollo City. Uh, but yeah, it's... Uh, you know, he's, we'll talk every now and then, and uh, not that we talk a lot, but he'll, we'll just say, oh my God, I can't believe like how this has gotten away from us so quickly. <laughs> it's grown so big. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, I think that's just what happens when you surround yourself with talented people that are all making cool stuff that everyone's excited about. I definitely can relate to the quarantine need to do something because that's exactly what this podcast stemmed from. So like-minded there, needed to fill the time with something. And I'm, I'm very happy that it has uh, gotten away from you because it feels like every single week there's another Kickstarter going live 
through lesser known comics. <laughs> well, we're, we're glad that we, uh, so uh, we're approaching our off season, you know, so we won't mm -hmm. be launching anything else um, in November or December. Um, and then the madness will start again in January. Very exciting. All right, Brandon, I, I need to know about Apollo City Comics because when I looked everything up online, it looked like it was a podcast that started in 2018. And then did that lead into actually being an imprint within Lesser Known Comics? Yeah, it's um, I started Apollo City Comics just to continue studying comics and like keeping myself to like just talk about it with friends. I had some friends doing some podcasts at the time and I was like, oh, what if I did a comic book thing for you guys? And we started out doing stuff together and it was just like a thing you do out of a friend's bedroom. You know what I mean? And just like hanging out, talking about books every week. And over the years, like I just kind of did it over and over. Quarantine happened, you know, and uh, me and the first co-host, you know, didn't hang out and do it in person. All of a sudden I did it over Zoom. I had met this guy, Brandon Moncada, who turned out to be like my doppelganger um, <laughs> at the 2019 San Diego Comic-Con because we were standing in line for three hours to get Todd McFarlane's signature. And, you know, you end up talking to people after a while. You do. And I brought him onto the show and we started, you know, you start doing things over Zoom or, you know, you're using Zencaster, stuff like that. And it just like turned into this whole thing where we got to open up and do like different types of video, different types of uh, um, interviews and everything. And that's where I met Mark. And the whole intention behind the podcast was just to somehow break into comics because I used to write for comic book websites to break, you know, interview and do reviews and whatnot, get sent to conventions. So that was another like segue for and purpose for the show was just how can I network and maybe find a way to write and get into comics. Um, and so that just like ended up happening. And I mean, this year I got last year, actually, I got fortunate enough to do Shelly Bond's filth and grammar class on zoom. And through that, I had been posting and messaging some people and this guy, Nicholas had been like, Hey, uh, you know, cool stuff, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Hey, you have great work and everything. And then I was like, maybe we should work on a book together. And just because, you know, we're both posting about Shelly uh, Bond's class, and I was like, yeah, maybe we could promote it as uh, if we make one now, we could promote it at Comic-Con next year. And then I told Mark, I was like, hey, dude, I have this guy that wants to do this story called Teenage Babylon that I'm, you know, I've kind of had in the works for a little while. And he was like, you know, what? if you want to launch your book, it'd be smart to maybe do a, an anthology. You know, you always say that Teenage Babylon's a, a cosmic punk rock love story. So do a punk rock anthology and just build a base on your Kickstarter and that way, when you launch your title, you have a fan base. You're not starting from zero. Like, see if that works. And I was like, all right, cool. You know what? I have the podcast. I have a small, <laughs> tiny platform. Um, let's just give it a shot. And I'll get, you know, luckily enough, if it anything else, I know a couple people. And maybe they'll be down to do a story. I'll have like 10, five stories in there, launch my first book. We opened submissions for three months. We get 80 submissions for this uh, punk rock anthology. And uh, Mark, Brandon, and I sat on a Zoom call for four hours going through the submissions. And, you know, we put the book together. Uh, we do the Kickstarter. It was a crazy thing because somehow this thing, like, blew up. It was like we announced it. It was one of our most popular posts for some reason. And then the day of the Kickstarter, uh, we were funded in less than an hour. Like, we mark and i went live at 10 and then like it was like 10 40 and it was just like dude we're funded like we made it and after that we just kind of started getting talking like hey this is possible what if we turned 
you know, all these titles that I started kind of making because I met people in the anthology and I met different creators like China Rosemaria, who's going to be doing a series called Fake Your Death with me. Um, I have a different artist for Teenage Babylon, uh, Christian, and he's going to be doing uh, that. And then I have Evan McGuire, who redid the branding for Apollo during that same time of the Kickstarter. And he's doing the high adventures of Weed Wizard and Bong Boy with me. And there's just like four other, like there's another title or two that are in the works. Like it, it turned into this whole thing. And he was like, dude, you have enough ammo at this point um, with these people you're working with. And, you know, this guy, Alex Batts, is trying to do this, you know, cyber scene Kickstarter. What if you started a little imprint? And what if you just kind of helped this kid, Alex, and maybe do the cyber scene Kickstarter? Um, I talked to Alex. We end up, like, hitting it off because we talked for four hours when it meant to be a 30-minute conversation. <laughs> and, you know, we just put that on the imprint. And we just decided we're going to be a publishing imprint. We're the young animal Vertigo to Lesser Knowns DC. Um, and we work with Max Flowers with some of the logos and some of the stuff I'd been wanting to like shape and gave us this great design for this like kind of punk rock, like really passionate and emotional imprint. And like Mark is saying, it's already grown way faster than I could have ever imagined. And there's creators that we're putting books out with starting in January, March. We, we just wrapped up another anthology, the Shadow Anthology, that we're going to be kickstarting in um, in March next year um, with Kai Brown. And it's just, it's wild. It like happened, I don't know, like overnight almost it feels like. It was like we launched the Kickstarter in May and then we got a great opportunity at San Diego and that was miraculous. And since then, it's just been nonstop. Literally today, we just added another creator to uh, Apollo and we'll be doing a Kickstarter for him in February. That's fantastic. It does feel overnight, but at the same time, like Brandon's been doing this, you know, like he's he's been in the space since 2018. There's some analogies there about, you know, like when you're you're laying down your roots and stuff like that, and 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 maybe you know, um, you know, you haven't, um, you know, grown this this um, your career in the comic book space, you know, to the heights that you want, but you're you're laying down these strong roots, you know, so. Um, people can have overnight successes, but they won't be able to sustain that, you know, in a way that I, I believe Brandon will be able to, because, you know, Brandon's been in that space. He's, he knows the people, he knows everything from, you know, the collectible to the comic book shop to the, you know, the, all the different pockets, you know, not even just the, you know, the artist and, and, and writer and, and creator space. So, um, so he has a wealth of knowledge you know, uh, to draw from and in the network that's, that's going to be really important for that. So the other part too, is that, you know, when a lot of people, they're waiting for somebody to give them a break into the scene, you know, and that's not really how life works, you know, like you have to make that space for yourself, you know, and then you have to, um, be able to claim it, you know, uh, no one asked, you know, he didn't ask permission to do the podcast, right? Um, mm -hmm. Brandon also has, a, um, it's kind of like a drink and draw, but it's called um, uh, Drawing Stuff and, or, you know, uh, it's, it's called Drawing Stuff. Dollar sign, hashtag, <laughs> point, uh, plus symbol. That's exactly, drawing. Yeah, but he, but what he does is um, as he's learning to draw, because, you know, he's, he's, he's a writer, but he's learning to draw, but he's inviting uh, illustrators from, you know, the comic scene to come teach him how to draw, but he's also talking to them and learning from them and networking with them and making friendships with them. Once again, like, you don't have to ask anybody's permission to do that. You get 
all the pieces that you need in order to be a successful publisher from doing these things that are essentially free. They just take time and they just take passion, you know? So the idea that people say, Oh, you know, like, um, I keep reaching out to publishers and I'm getting nowhere or I keep reaching out to whoever it is. Right. And, and just, Oh, please, Oh, please let me come play, you know? And, you know, uh, that's just not uh, really how life works. So I think um, Brandon, as much uh, garbage as I talk to him all the time, you know, he's, he's going to have a deep well to draw on, you know, from all the work he's been doing since 2018. It was like fortunate enough to like, honestly, it was weird because Mark and I did an interview together and then, you know, he had talked to us uh, about doing some books for LKC, about writing for them. And LKC was going through a lot of shifts and changes, but we still maintained like a relationship and a friendship through all those shifts and changes where it didn't look like what LKC was going to be doing and what the future was going to hold for it. Um, and before it went through this giant transformation, like we had stayed at least like friends and connected. And it was one of those, like, you just kind of meet the right people at the right time. And, you know, Mark became my mentor as we were kind of navigating through a lot of life stuff and kind of making a lot of shifts into like learning how to like publish a book and do a Kickstarter and, you know, kind of shape a lot of things and how to like kind of take a leadership stance and stuff because he had done so well with LKC. So having that in my like arsenal as well, that was like the heaviest part where I was like, dude, every time I need an issue or need something, I'm like, I'm going to call Mark. Um, and it's great having that resource. So like, you know, as much as I built on myself, you know, having a mentor or finding a mentor in the scene or in the space you're looking at um, is going to greatly like, you know, elevate you. Someone to at least ask questions to always try to be there and rely on. And that comes from just networking and, you know, talking to people. It was from like May to now, it feels like overnight where this whole publishing thing has happened for me, you know? Um, and that's where it's just like, yeah, no. And I, again, with even with the anthology, like um, I had a creator point out, be like, hey, man, like, that's crazy. I wish my book like funded so quickly and so, you know, fast. But it was like, no, I mean, for one, this is an anthology and we have 27 creators on it, 26 creators. And Apollo has been around for four and a half years building some sort of fan base and community. So it's like, yeah, your first book looks like a giant success. It's because, you know, we've been building that backbone for, and you don't realize it because you're having fun. And I'm sure sometimes when you're doing the podcast and talking to all these people, you don't realize like, dang, it's been a year. Like I'm on mm -hmm. episode what number? Like it's, it's just, just happens and it becomes part of your life and routine. Our perceptions of it is, is such a, such a big piece of it. Right. So like, mm -hmm. um, it is very easy to, have either gotten where like Brandon was with the success of the punk anthology and have easily like raised his hand and been like, look what I did. Right. And like, but like, um, you know, I, I, I think he's, he's wise enough to like understand, you know, that it takes a village thing because it's, we do it all the time. Right. Like um, that annoying beeping in your car that tells you to buckle up your seatbelt, you know, and one day like you get in a car crash, you know, you say to yourself, Oh man, like, smart me i wore my seatbelt, you know and no one thanks the person who made that annoying beeping noise right like it's like <laughs> it, it's never even in their mind to be like hey thank thank god for that person who was just like you know what do just put a really annoying beeping thing in the car you know i try to remember that i also try you know like you know brandon talked about you know having mentorship and stuff like that but at this at the same time, like the people you surround yourself with, the good ones will know what you're made of and will know how to 
help you find that in yourself because most of us i think all of us have like the tools to get the place where we want we just talk ourselves out of it you know so it's just a matter of having people around you that are gonna you know tell you oh you have everything you need to be successful in life and once you decide to put your mind towards it you can do anything you want that is more important than anybody's particular piece of advice you know it just you know flavor of directions at that point speaking with more and more people from the indie comic community i think i've heard more than anything else it's like just just taking that first le- that first step but it really feels like you're leaping off of a building rather than anything else it, it doesn't it's not a small step but it's the most important one. Yeah. And that's what you got to do with projects and creating stuff. Like even that drawing show I was doing, I didn't, I was terrified. I was like, if I'm going to draw and learn how to draw, like I might as well just do it for Apollo. And there was no reason for me to do a live drawing show on YouTube. (laughs) And I was like, it's, it was the scariest thing I had ever done. And every single week I would do it with Danny. I'm just like, um, we would literally do a spinner wheel, click the spinner wheel, and it would land on something we'd pull up i'd pull up a reference and be like well i guess i'm drawing beta ray bill like (laughs) all right here we go (laughs) you know good old horse face (laughs) yes exactly and it's just it's always going to be scary and it's all but it's going to pay off you know you're going to finish it you're going to get to a point and you're just gonna be like man i'm overcoming something week after week and it kind of builds resilience and you know i like it's like working out. You just want to keep challenging yourself. You want to keep on adding a little bit more weight. You want to try that different thing. You won't regret it. You know what I mean? Like at least you gave the attempt and if it didn't work out, then it doesn't work out. But like you keep trying and putting that effort out there, something will happen if it's what you really want. What do you both feel like was the, the big push? Cause obviously like for Mark, like making, making lesser known comics was like happened during the pandemic. And and then obviously Brandon, you mentioned about like the podcast and then that leading into creating comics. But what do you feel like was that like push that final push that got you to finally do this? I feel like I had no other option at that point. I had hit a point in my life where everything had shifted and changed. And I kind of just had to completely reset and kind of like, really figure out who I was and what I was doing. And the punk anthology was just like the end result of like my whole life falling apart and me trying to make sense of it. And somehow that's why I feel like it just happened overnight. And I blinked because like everything was horrible at one point. And then all of a sudden I was just like, I made a comic like what? And then I had all these creators wanting to work with me and like, it just opened up and, you know, you kind of realize what you had been working on in that days and the way you communicate with people. And I, it, it just a village had been created and being part of LKC and welcomed into that crowd and be given the opportunities. And I was just interviewing people on them on Apollo and boosting their Kickstarters. Cause I was like, Oh, it's, you know, Apollo content. It's this, it's that, but it just turned into this whole thing where, you know, my podcast had saved me. And then working with LKC and getting the ability to create a comic and having that support system as I was doing that first attempt is what really like helped me and made it all come true, you know? Um, So a lot of it's community and that's why the punk rock uh, anthology, it's all about like, I just talk about community. I talk about how much that forward was me just pouring it out, just, you know, saying how much that saved me. I agree. I think um, you do hear um, stories of people who have, um, 
transformative experiences when they are at, you know, rock bottom. You know, I got friends who, um, you know, uh, recovering alcoholics and stuff like that. I mean, completely turned their life around, you know, after, you know, some, you know, um, people with near death experiences, um, you know, and stuff like that. Um, because what ends up happening, I believe, is that um, you get to do a gut check of every, you boil down what everybody wants to be, you know, at the end of life, right? You know, they, they want to live and they want to love and they want to learn. They want to leave a legacy. You know, that's the, you know, me and Brian talk about that a lot, you know, for my kids, right? At some point I get to tell my kids, my, you know, my girls, Hey, you can do whatever you set your mind to when you grow up and they're going to say, Oh, okay. Is that why you're, you do cybersecurity? I'll be like, Oh gosh. What I wanted to show them was, look, this, this is what following a passion looks like. I think the, the success of it is, is a byproduct of, of finding like where your passion meets, like what you're good at <laughs> and what the world needs, right? And what your, your conscience calls you to do. I use the example of uh, Manchester United, you know, as a soccer club, right? Like, oh, people think they're in the business of winning championships. And it's like, no, that's a byproduct of them developing talent at like a young like age, putting great players next to other great players for a long period of time. Winning championships, selling out stadiums, having awesome merchandising profits, that is all a byproduct of that. As a comic book publisher, uh, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say that I'm in the comic book selling business, you know, I'm in the service of the creators and, you know, doing right by the creators, you know, selling comic books is a byproduct of that. You know, Ray, Ray, uh, uh, and I, who did the, um, Wastelands thing, right. You know, like all I had to do is try and create conditions where Ray can be Ray, you know, mm -hmm. and then a, a awesome cyberpunk book is what happens, you know, hasn't really have much to do with me except for just trying to be supportive of them. Well, the support was appreciated because I love that book and I am very excited for everyone else to be able to read that book too. That's going to be great. It's in a box downstairs. Like they just showed up to the house. Like <laughs> I haven't, they like showed up like the day after Halloween <laughs> from the printer. That's so fun. I want, I wish I could see Ray's face when he holds like that book for the yes. first time. I need to tell him to take a video of that. <laughs> oh, there's an awesome video of Jade Louder opening up. Um, mm. It's a horror show for the first time. And uh, he opens it up with his wife. When you see what it means to him, you know, and like seeing his thing, like there's so much emotion and so much support that comes in there. Like his wife's holding the camera, so you can't see her, but you like in the video, you can the the pride from her towards her husband towards Jade, it, it just radiates off of there. You know, everyone can feel it. You know, you, it's it's hard to watch that video with a dry eye. Oh yeah, it's interesting. People come and they want to they want to join lesser known comics, and you know, we talk about okay, well, what does success look like for you for the you know for your particular book? You say, oh, I want to sell you know two thousand books or something like that, or something. You know, okay, so if we sell one thousand nine hundred ninety nine books, is it not a success? And they're like, no, that's fine. You know, and it's like. Okay, like if we sell a thousand books, is it? Says, oh no, that's that's not as great. Okay, well, what if we sell ten thousand books, but you hate comics and you lose your friends and family because they're all annoyed at you because that's all you were talking about and doing? And they, oh, I don't want that either. And it's like, okay, well, this is the scene in Alice in Wonderland where she comes to the Cheshire Cat and she's like, I don't know which road to take. He says, Where are you going? 
And she says, I don't know. He's like, then doesn't matter what road you choose, you know? But like when you run across creators like Ray, I talked to him, you know, before the launch on that. And he was like, I just want to have a good book. And I maybe want to have a like couple bucks left over to have like a celebratory meal. And I was like, well, we're going to do that, buddy. Like, <laughs> you know, but it, it's, it's interesting to see like how him being centered on knowing who he is and where he wants to go, like is so much more the foundation of that success than him, you know, ambition drive making any sort of certain just simply he's like i want to make a, the best book i can uh and i want to apply myself with the best tools i have at you know my you know at my disposal for for both of you what was the comic or the art or like print anything within this medium that made you realize how much of like a true art form it was something that like really blew you away that that maybe might have sparked the beginning of I want to be in this space. I can't just choose like one. Can I choose like you, two? You can choose whatever three. you want. There's a podcast. It's long form media. You can say as many options like as you instantly want. like like three popped up in my head right away. I mean, I feel like Grant Morrison's The Invisibles was like the book that was just like, oh, I could do what in this? Like this, whoa, this is insane. You know, and it taught me so much about just storytelling and comics and just having fun and just being as imaginative and like wild as possible and just letting your like personality shine the sandman is that i have one comic book tattoo and it's a dream's helm on my arm and it's sandman just changed my life because it just like it came into my life where i had just been leaving a really weird relationship at the time and it was like my first like serious relationship, you know, when you're like in your like young 20s and everything. And that's like your first like big one. And that's where like I had started. I'd switched from being a musician to a writer at the time. I kind of like my band had burnt out. Like the girlfriend I was with was just like it just fell apart at the same time. And then I was switching to writing and Sandman was during that journey. And it just I it just aligned with dream and it just felt so perfect with all of that. So the magicalness of comics and how they could really pull emotions came from Sandman. And I don't know. I feel like those two were just probably the Miracle Man was like the one that made me realize like what you could do with a superhero and make them fun. Um, and that's always been one of my favorites. So Invisible Sandman and Miracle Man. It's a good trio. It's solid. I made sure to go before Mark to just make sure <laughs> any anything he says is just dumb so <laughs> um what what made it so that i felt like the space was a place that i could come to as well was when i read uh x-men grand design and to score um because um the way that he laid out like a history of that universe like the concept of mutants and, and all, i was just like i was like like blown away by it and then it's it is amazingly well done book and then you get to the end of it and then you see all his fan art as a kid of him drawing little you know x-men and you're just like oh okay so he's just like me right like i yeah. drew x-men with marker you know like when i was a kid too you know and it made that so much more like accessible you know in the way that he explained that portion of the marvel universe the idea of like building a universe was really really like oh man like this is you know this it's it's amazing you know it's a, a amazing what those you know publishers did 
you know, over the course of the last, you know, like, you know, uh, half century or so, you know, or more, right? Um, it's, it, it's insane. It, it is, it has become modern mythology, you know, in the same way that we talk, you know, about, you know, Homer and, and the Iliad, the Odyssey, right? It's like, it's so, you know, it's so built into like the fabric of human existence now. It's, it's crazy that it started with, you know, somebody like Stan Lee, you know, just right. being like, hey guys, let's make some, <laughs> make some comics. <laughs> So it's a new age pantheon. <laughs> yeah. There was a funny thing that someone was talking about with uh, Jack Kirby getting asked about whether or not um, movies should be involved in Comic-Cons. And when he was asked the idea that there would be maybe like a movie or two, like was probably so like, yeah, like how many movies could they possibly make? Like the idea of TV shows and like TV shows and TV shows, like it's just like, there's, yeah, there's no way you could have predicted that. <laughs> no, I, I wish we were at that point in time where you could still go up to a Jack Kirby booth or a Walter Simonson booth oh, and man. just, and just be like, you know, get free sketches. Yeah. Cause that's what was <laughs> happening at these early yes. comic cons and, and conventions. You could just walk up to, the biggest creators, like the the foundation of what the modern comic book landscape is. And they were just handing things out for free because they just wanted more people to be involved in the medium. They were just in our shoes at that point. You know what I mean? Like, and that's a wild thing to think about. Um, actually, you know, not only is that a magnificent answer, Mark, because I forget that's like your your choice, and we've talked about that many times. But um Ed Piscor, uh, without him to influence you to do all this and be lesser known comics. It's wild because without cartoonist kayfabe, his podcast, there wouldn't really be Apollo city comics. Um, that was one of the shows that when I was like, can I do this podcast thing and how would I do it? And I had seen cartoonist kayfabe and I based so much off of them right from the start. And that was, I was trying to rip them off right when I started podcasting. And it's just real interesting that somehow Ed Piscor is the reason why both of us wound up making comics in the long run um, because of what he was doing in different ways. Yeah, I, I mean, just the idea that um, I think of make more comics like when any time we hit like a like a, a rough patch or something that like I didn't like I'm like, how are we going to get out of this situation? I'm just like, I, like I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to make more comics. Like it's just it's a very it's a very like really um reassuring and simple mantra to like just yeah. gotta have a lot of the things that people uh complain about like oh conventions yada yada like there's not enough comics at the conventions anymore you know and it's like okay what's the answer to that make more comics like we have to empower more creators to make more comics you know if we want the convention space to be about comics and we want all these things to happen you know people talk about you know what's happening with comic shops and this that and the other you know it's like okay well that is the answer <laughs> like we we have to make more you know creators and i feel i feel privileged that like um you know there's 65 plus creators making comic books in some sort of capacity with lesser known comics right now that doesn't include all the folks that are doing stuff with anthologies it's probably like you know well over 100 when you when you count those folks where i want to be five ten years from now is to say you know that's you know a thousand you know there's there's thousands of them and there's a hundred brandons now you know doing you know making imprints and making their it, max who runs rap brain and helps with the policy he's 
he said, well, how do, how do we make, how do we make sure that lesser known comics is always going to be what it is? And it's like, no, 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 that's, that's, it's your job to carve the space that you want, you know, to thrive in. It's my job to help you with that space, but like you're responsible for, you know, carving your own destiny and like, you know, getting there. That's all I want. Yeah. As an army of <laughs> comic book creators, I'm so inspired by anybody who's like, Oh, I'm going to do my dream. Cause like, I, I have so much respect for anybody who is, uh, cause I, I know what the naysayers say, right? Like we've all heard them, right? Like, Oh, Oh yeah. You're making, you're making a comic book. It's not, it's not serious. This is, this is frivolity. This is, you know, whatever. And just like, you know, and people are like, yeah, I'm going to do it anyway. You know, that's like, I have so much respect for anybody who, who has the grit to continue through that. I've very much enjoyed all of the titles that I've read from lesser known comics so far. And I am sure that there's going to be quite a few names that are going to be making waves moving forward in the comic book industry. So I'm, I'm excited to see all of that evolve. And speaking of those creators, I want to talk about the projects, the Kickstarters that are going on right now that our listeners can go check out and support to be able to get to know some of these creators a little bit more. I know that CyberSync is currently going on right now with Apollo City Comics, and I backed that one the day it launched because it looks <laughs> amazing. So we want to talk to our listeners a little bit about what CyberSync is. Yeah, so CyberSync was this idea that Alex Batts made, um, and it's really to launch his book called Avalon that he'll be working on next year. And kind of the same premise, how I did my anthology to launch Teenage Babylon. He's doing that, set up this whole prompt that's related to his story. Um, and we opened submissions. And, dude, it's just this crazy, wild, emotional book because there's – what I love about the stories that we get in is that we discover so many people that would probably not have gotten published. And we're giving a shot to so many people, first time publishers and, you know, people who have done the like punk anthology, China, you know, the girl I'm working on a book called Fake Your Death. She submitted a story and you just see these people grow from one piece of work to the next. And I love seeing them do that. And so you're seeing all these great indie art artists like come together, make these phenomenal stories that range from like crazy, you know, like animal related sci-fi to like, dude, there's stories that just warm your heart and make you want to just straight up cry. Um, Javi wrote this story and it's just so beautiful and it just makes you want to hug your dog. And it, it they're like it, reading a comic book story that's not dark and like, you know, kind of in that, you know, gritty sense, a, a comic book story that just makes you just like love the world. Like that's what you're getting in this book. And you're getting just a whole whirlpool of amazing indie art, um, 16 creative teams. So you get 16 stories, um, 80 pages in total. It's going to be a thick, beautiful, amazing sci-fi book with a variant cover with Bob Little that is mind-blowingly like that needs to be blown up onto like a giant art piece and framed um it's it's really cool i love seeing the talent that came out of this book it, it's mind-blowing i'm very much looking forward to reading that one part of the add-ons that we're doing for this involve uh the company wham stand and i've been using wham stand for the past couple of weeks i know you don't do video but i'll show this to you it's this awesome stand that you could place your comic it's this uh really cool thing and what happens is that the emblem that you know we have apollo city comics there's the the pink and green that we're doing for cyber sync or you could take it off 
and then you put on the CyberSync logo. Like they're magnetic, so you could swap off your things and display your books. Super great if you're a combo creator, if you're a combo collector. Um, so that's part of the add-ons as well. And I just it's such a cool thing to finally find a a classy way and a fun way to like just swap out a stand and display your book. It does look really cool. I I'm a fan of that. That looks like a great way to throw things on the shelf. <laughs> yes. The guy who makes it, um, you know, the the Wamstam guy is, is just fantastic person. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he was super supportive throughout the the punk anthology. Um, one of the things uh, that I got to say on CyberSync is, by virtue of LKC and everything becoming so like giant and massive, you know, I get to see only about ten percent of what's happening on any given like day of all the things in the in the LKC extended universe. So. I did not know that Bob Little was doing a variant cover until like I saw it on my social media feed and I was <laughs> like, and I was like, I love Bob Little. I, you know, I think he's fantastic. I like, so like, it's cool to like see something you'd be like, Oh, that's awesome. You're like, Oh wait, I'm, I'm printing that. That's I'll get, a, you know, like it's so cool. Um, uh, Kevin Zolan, who um, uh, just, just the most lovely, wonderful human being. He sent me a postcard the other day, something it was like signed, like uh, stage dives and high fives or something, you know, from Kevin. Awesome dude. His CyberSync one was uh, with a guy by the name of uh, Abel Garcia, who's based out of Spain. They did the... Um, their their story together when we had like six followers on instagram like abel made fan art for us like just he was like oh i'll make some fan art for you to help get you some followers like he had thousands of followers already like we had nothing you know and seeing that journey like kind of come you know like you see the submission you're like whoa like this person i love and this person i love are working together on a thing and this person i'm a huge fan of that i like you know like just you know, just totally fanning out about their art. You know, it's it's a it's a very cool experience, and I'm really excited for print this CyberSync book. Yeah, I I can't wait for it to be in my hands. <laughs> Looking forward to that one. There are also other projects currently on Kickstarter. I know Bigfoot knows Karate just ended, so that that one's over. So I, people missed out on that one. But I'm assuming people will eventually be able to purchase it straight from the online store. Is that going to be an option? Yeah. Um, and then, um, and many times in our, in our subsequent, uh, like Kickstarters will have like, um, like tiers where people can like get, you know, caught up on a bunch of books and stuff like that. But yeah, lesserknowncomics.com will have like a list of all the, uh, current campaigns and stuff like that. So Bigfoot knows karate Hinnegan, uh, that one just closed wastelands just closed. Um, but we still have open right now for the, uh, for the next few days is Deuces Are Wild, done by Reese Jenkins. Um, that one is, um, you know, just like, uh, I I don't think anyone's making comic books that looks like him. It's like that kind of urban-inspired manga where it kind of is like, you know, it's, uh, he describes it as like, you know, it's the John Woo film meets like Saturday morning cartoons. Um, but just really awesome like bang bang shoot 'em up kind of stuff so that one's going we also have uh Autolis, which is by a guy named brandon depillis which um it's uh it's like alien meets adam's family like a covert group of special operations guys have to infiltrate like a suburban house to stop a um a, like a 
crazy sci-fi evolutionary event, an autobiogenesis event uh, is what, what it's called that like will disrupt all of, you know, uh, humanity as we know it. So that one's fun and kooky and kind of awesome and weird and trippy. So then we have CyberSync. <laughs> then we have, I mean, two more. Um, the Jurassic Parkour 4, which is done by a guy by the name of Pat O'Malley. Uh, he did a book best known uh, called Pop Scars um, that's uh, with Sumerian. It's it's very much like a Ninja Turtles type of homage type thing. Um, but I was reading the opening pages for it and I was just dying because like the the opening scene was like, you know, imagine like a Ninja Turtles type team, but they're dinosaurs and they're supposed to be rescuing that damsel in distress and it does not go well. <laughs> and <laughs> and she does not make it. And then it's just like 20 years later, they're like this like washed up has been like <laughs> type. And I was like, okay, you had me on the premise of this story. Uh, that's up on um, uh, Kickstarter. And then the last one is uh, we release, um, basically it's like a um, disassembled anthology that uh, we call them batch. Uh, we call them batches. So we're on batch five. Uh, there's seven books total. Like, so they'll come saddle stitch, you know, just regular comic books, but they come in a, uh, in, in what we call batches. Four of them are like excerpts from stories of our lesser known comics, like universe, you know, the stuff that I'm writing. So I wrote four of them. Um, and then they say four of them, five of them. Yeah. Five of them. Sorry. <laughs> got my name <laughs> wrong. Uh, and then, um, we partnered up with another publisher, Snowy Works, uh, for their debut release of a book called, uh, Alcott Ainsworth, it's like our first like kind of high fantasy, you know, like, um, you know, guy with a magic amulet, you know, um, fights monsters type of, you know, story, really awesome. Um, and then uh, we have uh, Ray Gun, which is um, a, a, a space janitor finds uh, the galaxy's most powerful Ray Gun. Um, and that's, uh, that's his, that's the, you know, inciting incident for that universe. Um, but those seven books are available as part of batch five, which is live on Kickstarter. Nice. And we are going to have links to all of these Kickstarters, as well as the websites for lesser known comics and Apollo city comics in the show notes. We're also going to be blasting it on our social media. So if you're listening to this and you didn't catch anything don't worry everything will be laid out for you in print just click that button on your phone or on your computer it's all laid out there for you fellas i want to thank you both for joining me on this issue but can you let our listeners know where they can find you on the social medias as well as your websites uh yeah you, know, you can check out Paul city comics and all podcast platforms and youtube we're actually going to be rebranding the podcast um itself and re-releasing with like a new episode one at the beginning of the year um the show is going through a major overhaul um it's kind of just changed since from when i started it so with everything happening this year we're doing this cool revamp um but check out all of our stuff on youtube or on instagram is where we're most active um yes keep up with our site uh our uh kickstarters we'll be launching more in january february and march from various books and creators um and i'm actually going to be running a new show called inspired inc um brought to you by comics wellspring um also why i'm super worn out we were just talking before the show i just did a million interviews today and yesterday to prep for this show it's pretty wild um and yeah uh actually they will give you our link tree that has all of our stuff but yeah hit up our socials that'd be great perfect yeah, uh, for for me, uh, lesserknowncomics.com, 
um and then uh most active on instagram so just at lesser known comics and then um on twitter at lesser k comics that was the best we could do uh and um but yeah i I encourage anybody you know um especially you know people who are are creators aspiring creators you know reach out uh just to say hello or whatever you know like um we uh try and do anything we can to uh help out you know fellow creators in the indie comic space um so you know like to access the resources that lesser known comics has you don't have to publish through lesser known comics you know it's kind of um open for everybody and uh you know we help people get their kickstarters out or help them with uh conventions and all sorts of stuff it really is um uh just like a place that we want to be a resource hub for everybody uh instagram is also well both uh, social media is both uh and the website are both great places to keep up on new releases and we'll be doing a um a revamp of the website hopefully by the end of the month here um because the catalog is just growing at like an exponential rate um so we have uh, a bunch of new books that are coming out um everything from vampires to uh romance to uh uh crime fighting cat that's uh addicted to cocaine you know we got everything so (laughs) if, if if you can dream it we'll have it for you and I also want to highlight both Lesser Known Comics and Apollo City Comics also on their social medias and in their branding on their websites. Always keep this open. They want diversity in the field. They want to highlight voices. And it's just been extremely positive to watch both of your your just communities and your presence online because it, it's clear I understand why you have the following that you do. And it's because of just who you are as as people and as building your own brand. So thank you for being a place that is positive within this world that sometimes is not so positive. It is greatly appreciated. Oh, dude. And that's what's so cool, too, is that like we don't even try to force that type of stuff. It just comes naturally. And we're so like excited for it. We just find like that's I don't get how the world isn't more diverse and I don't get how we like miss out on so many things like that, because all of our creators that come to us and have these books it's like, how can you judge them on anything like that? Um, that blows our mind because we're going to have so many cool releases this year from some of the most diverse people that could be, you know, part of our, you know, our group. Um, so thank you for even pointing that out because it's just like, that's something you don't think about, but then you're like, oh yeah, we do have a pretty killer like group of people no matter what. Yeah. I, 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 I would like to echo that. Yeah. The, um, uh, it is very cool to see a uh, a grandfather who works on an oil rig that lives in the deep south be great friends with a gay couple from, you know, L.A. You know, that's all happening in our, you know, and that doesn't happen, you know, in, you know, the, the world most media wants you to believe that those those two groups of folks won't get along or can't get along or just too too little in common. And I'd love to see that happen, you know, in our space. So, yeah, it's a it's a cool place. So I encourage anybody to stop by and hang. It's time to close the book on this issue with Lesser Known Comics and Apollo City Comics. So until next time, this is Lance. This is Mark. This is Brandon. Reminding you to keep your friends close. But your comic books? Closer.
<laughs> Solid outro, guys. We did, did you it. Forget, did you forget mm -hmm. how audio works, Brandon?